What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Graveyard Gaming. I'm the Graveyard Gamer. You're in the graveyard. And before we get started, I want to talk to you about this podcast and some changes that are going to happen. So if you've noticed, over the last couple months, this show has really been very chaotic on its release schedule, the format, everything's been changing, or very sparse when something releases. I want to change that, guys. I had a pretty good schedule for a long time. My schedule allowed me to release an episode three times a week, but I think right now I'm just going to focus on one episode every other week. And now that episode format is going to change as well. So for example, I'd like to start it off with any kind of update like this or just some kind of major news that I, I want to talk to you guys about. Then I want to have what I usually call the discussion, the graveyard discussion. I want to have that kind of piece and talk about a topic and kind of give my thoughts and feelings on that. And then I want to end it with what is Typically, what I've been calling the Graveyard Gaming Update, I want to start referring to it as the Graveyard Shift, and that's honestly what I've been playing lately, what I hope to play. As far as release schedule, that's going to be once every other week. If I find myself able to and can get another episode out there, maybe it'll be once a week. But I will say, reviews are going to be separate from now on. No more combining them with updates or even with this new type of format. I think reviews should be kind of their own thing. So going forward, the plan every other week to give you guys a new episode and reviews as I can get to them because I will say my schedule is going to make reviews uh, a little bit farther apart from now on. But with that, guys, let's go into our first Graveyard Discussions. All right, guys, in this discussions, I want to talk about a topic that gets brought up from here to there, and that is our video games art. Now, here's the deal. This might be a little controversial for some of you guys. It might hurt some feelings, and I don't mean it that way. And let me explain myself, because I don't think video games, in the plural sense, are art. And I know, that's crazy. Here I am talking about video games. This entire show is based on video games, and I'm saying something as disrespectful as, no, I don't believe video games are art? Well, let me explain. See, I also don't think every doodle is considered artwork. I don't think every sculpture is considered artwork. When I was in seventh grade, I made a sculpture out of clay of the tick, that blue superhero. Mine was brown, though. And guess what? Nobody's ever going to be like, wow, that was a real piece of art, and be sincere about it. Just like my kids. They'll sit there and they'll doodle and they'll put their little picture on the fridge, and hey, to them, it's awesome. To me, there's some sentimental value, but it's not really what I would consider art. It's not moving me. It's not going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Not all of them. And that's what art is to me. It's something that just, no matter how long it's been since you've seen it, it still is is there. It's still a part of you in a way. You still carry it around. For example, I think about The Last Supper that Leonardo da Vinci drew or painted, whatever you want to say. And ultimately, man, sometimes I just think about that art, man. I just think about the way it looks and the different features and the expressions on their faces. And I'm thinking, what's really going on here? Because that picture has stuck with me. I remember that picture. That is what I consider art. Now, a lot of times what happens is a critic from a different medium, whether it be, you know, artwork or it be something like movie critics or whatnot, they'll get asked, hey, do you consider video games a work of art? And they will, in an absolute term, say no. And that causes the video game culture, the video game, you know, players that are just really into this to fire back with an absolute yes. 
And I personally think it kind of falls in the middle there. Really, it's a case-by-case basis. And I think you can look at that with what I said with my tick sculpture. Not really going to be considered the same way as Michelangelo when he does something. But here's the deal. When you look at different mediums, Heath Ledger's Joker performance, Marlon Brando as a godfather, their art. I mean, those acting uh, performances just stick with you. You think about it. I mean, it's hard to think about the Joker and not think about Heath Ledger and just how iconic that role was. It's hard to sit there and act like a mafia boss and not do some kind of Brando impression because that has become ingrained in our mind because that performance was so solid. And that's where it gets to gaming with me. That's how I get to my thoughts on this. See, not every game is a work of art to me. Some are just plain bad. Some games are just like, ooh, this is not good. But that doesn't mean that every good or great game is considered art to me as well. You can play a game. It can be amazing. And then you move on from it. You still like the game. Maybe you'll try it every once in a while. But it doesn't have an impact on you. But then there are those games that are just like those drawings, just like that sculptures that stick with you and those are the ones that are on that upper level that i consider a work of art now here's the deal with video games it's not as simple it's not as one-dimensional as looking at a picture or watching you know a performance on screen or whatever you you're dealing with whatever form of media you're at video games you're experiencing because you're actually controlling the action so i'm going to give you a couple examples of some games that i think really kind of hit that you know, work of arc status. And the interesting thing is, some of these games may not be games that you're like, oh, that is like the best game of all time. For example, the first one I'm going to talk about is Batman Arkham Asylum. Now, nobody has ever said that is the greatest game of all time. But why do I consider that a work of art? Simple, man. It's got a gameplay and a world and everything that just sticks with me. I mean, let's look at the gameplay. It popularized that style of combat. It's also one of the first games, and this is what's important here, that truly made you feel like the superhero you're playing as. I mean, you could always go to, hey, Spider-Man 2 was like really awesome, and I'm not denying that. But this game, it didn't just nail the combat. I mean, you genuinely felt like Batman between the combat. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill. uh, I imagine there's a lot of people when I say that game, just think back and go, man, that was awesome. The difference with Spider-Man 2 is it's a good game, but... After a while, you don't feel like Spider-Man. You're just having a good time, but you're just chasing balloons. Or I always complain that, hey, it's a movie-based game, but you're doing stuff that would never happen in a movie. With Arkham Asylum, for me, it was just all about being Batman and all the cool things you could do there. And that just took it to a different level. I'm going to give you some other examples. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Those could be considered art just based on pure visuals. But here's what really, really notches it up to what I consider them to be works of art. Because you take those visuals and you tie them in with moments in the game. Like when Kratos is reaching out to Atreus, he needs to comfort him. But you can just see the pain and the... Kratos just can't do it. He just can't get past that mental blockage of opening up to his own son. You go to Alexios and he's watching his son sail away. Like, how heartbreaking was that on the background of some beautiful-looking visuals? And then there is an awesome moment in Shadow of the Tomb Raider where you're already upset because you think her best friend Jonah is dead. She's coming out of the water. There's fire all around her, and she's in a rage. You as a player are in a rage because you like Jonah. It just all of that combines, and it's just like, wow. Like, 
you think about it. You get excited about it when you talk about it with your friends. That, to me, takes it to that level of art. But really, the biggest thing for me that'll take a video game and make me go, no, that, that is a work of art, is how well the story is told. If a story's got a phenomenal, I'm sorry, if a game's got a phenomenal story, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be hook, line, and sinker. And if it can be one of those few games that just edges over the top, man, that, that's just going to be it for me. Uh, for example, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Arthur Morgan's quest for redemption, as he realizes he's got a death sentence, essentially, and he's not going to live through the next year or the next few months. He's, he's dying. Dutch, and he realizes that he's followed this plan that Dutch has led him down that is helping no one out. It's not even helping Dutch out. Dutch is off his rocker, and all Arthur wants to do is something meaningful and something good with his life before he dies because ultimately he's conflicted with the fact that he doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't know what his life has been worth. In The Last of Us 2, we see the weight of Ellie's revenge and how it affects her. We also see how futile it is in the background of this war between two different tribes, if you will, going on. I won't go into a lot of that here due to its recent release, but the point is these two games had stories that absolutely have stuck with me. Ellie playing a guitar, or Arthur telling a nun how scared he is, just moved me. I still think about those moments. In fact, when it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2, I actually have... A lot of clips still saved on my PS4 that I just can't bring myself to delete because every once in a while I just want to watch them. The first time I thought of a game being a piece of art was after spending the entire game of Metal Gear Solid 3 absolutely loving it. And then BAM! That story hits you with the twist that Boss was never a traitor and ultimately she was the ultimate patriot. I remember just staring at the screen trying to process what's happening as Big Boss is given the title Big Boss. He's saluting the president and he's got a blank stare on his face that you know he just does not care what's going on right now. I felt that. I was angry. I felt used. And I knew how he felt. And I really wanted the next game to be that game that we all thought 5 was going to be with the downfall of Big Boss because I ultimately... Wanted to burn everybody that had burned my mentor in Metal Gear Solid 3. What I'm saying is yes, video games can be art. But I don't believe all games or just gaming in general should be considered an art form. I think when you speak in absolutes of yes, you degrade those select games that do ascend to that level of art. But at the end of the day, this is my thoughts. Art is subjective. And what art is... That's all in your eyes. Alright guys, I am back to the graveyard shift. After 14 months away from family, which is actually longer than I've had this show, I am back to playing on what I call the graveyard shift, which is actually how I got the name for Graveyard Gamer. And that is what I call playing at 5am to 7am before I go to work. Everybody else I know is sleeping and I'm up playing video games. But what have I been playing on that graveyard shift? And honestly, Yakuza 6 has been my main focus, which it looks like I should finish up next week. I'll save a lot of my thoughts on it until the review that should come out in a couple weeks, but I will say I've enjoyed the game a lot. I'm close to the end of the game, I'm on the next to last chapter, 
And most of this past week, I've spent a lot of time playing the baseball mini game, the clan creator mini game, and one more mini game, and that is spear fishing. Now, the clan creator game is basically a tower defense game. It's cool. It's not for me. The same thing was in Kiwami 2, if you've happened to play that. Uh, it's very similar to if you go way back to Assassin's Creed Revelations, uh, that kind of mini game, if you will. Uh, spear fishing is actually pretty cool. It's kind of an on the rail shooter moment. You got to kind of pay attention to what fish are out there and get as many as you can while not losing uh, all your arrows and your spear gun, knowing when to properly reload before you get attacked by a great white shark or something. It's pretty cool. And then also baseball, which is honestly more of a sim game. There's a lot of times you'll be playing it and you only get a few chances to get at bad. I've not done any outfielding or anything like that. It's mostly kind of watching the screen tell you who's up and if they've struck out or if they've hit. And then, like I said, occasionally you'll get the chance to actually play. Uh, so it's not bad. My biggest problem with those mini games is really the spear fishing to get the better spear guns. You kind of have to do some sub stories and to get a better baseball team so that you have a better chance of winning. Since again, you're kind of removed from actually controlling a lot of it is to do sub stories and I haven't felt like the sub stories are presented or as strong as in previous games um, so I bring that up because I wanted to find a segue to tell you guys about if you didn't know Kiwami 2 is actually coming to the Xbox Game Pass in the next week or so so definitely check that out if you're an Xbox player that hasn't played any of them hey you can jump right into it uh, the game will fill you in on what's going on and at the same time, if you're a PlayStation player that hasn't played any of these Yakuza games, you need to. I cannot stress highly enough how amazing Kiwami 2 is, so go check that out. Also, I've been making some time to get back into my franchise play of MLB The Show 19. If you've been following this show, you know that I'm using my franchise mode as an actual franchise mode because those are always fun and at the same time a career mode. And the way I do that is I'll play through the game and I'll play several games as, you know, the full game, you know, play as everybody. And then a lot of times what I do, whether it's a short on time or I just want to play as the career mode aspect I'm using, I'll just do a player lock with my created character, Logan Phoenix, and just, you know, kind of play as him strictly for that game. And the reason I do that is in MLB, the show 18 and 19, I just didn't dig road to the show which is their career mode it's not bad it's just to me it's very bland i don't know if mlb the show 20 has kind of improved on that i didn't play it this year so i will say that while i didn't enjoy the actual career mode i've really really loved the franchise mode especially playing it this way and i gotta say my red Sox, which is my favorite team in all of sports we're having a heck of a run in this franchise mode and my creative character is just He's killing it, man. He is killing it with some records. In fact, I just got a 16-game hit streak, which is which is pretty impressive. On top of that, I'm leading in home runs and doubles, uh, just all kind of stuff, man. Second baseman, all that. I mean, it's it's insane. I've had a pretty good career, and the Red Sox are just up there. And I'm gonna tell you, that's impressive because the Yankees in this game, man, they are just right there at your neck the whole time. But after Yakuza 6, what's next? Well, in all honesty, I'm torn between going back to Assassin's Creed 3 and continuing to see if it's as good as I remember it being, or if it's like what pretty much everyone else says and it's not that great of a game. 
Now, I've mentioned it many times before about my thoughts on Assassin's Creed 3, but I will say this. I remember there being a slog when you switch from Hatham to Connor. I didn't remember how long of a slog that was. Uh, luckily, though, I did get past that. I am playing as an adult Connor, and I'm an assassin, so when I jump back to the game, I sh hopefully am past that slog, and I can just kind of get to the game, the meat of the story, which is what I'm excited to do. But then again, the other game that's fighting for what I'm going to play is a replay of Batman Arkham Knight. Now, I loved this game when it first came out. It was my 2015 game of the year, but seeing how it's been five years, five long years since we actually got a Batman game, I've been craving the, the thought of playing a game. On top of that, we keep seeing these rumors. It seems like we've seen these rumors for years now about a new Batman game. It only makes me want to play it more, uh, and I'm not going to lie. If I replay it with the new game plus, I've only got a few trophies le left, so that kind of makes the idea of getting a platinum one extra little incentive. I've told you before, I like to get platinums for games that are, you know, like those top echelons that I love. This is a game I could do that with, so it's kind of another incentive. Plus, I implore you to check out Lost at Sea Gaming. It's on this uh, anchor as well, so definitely check it out. But Hulking Yoda on there. Me and him have been talking a lot about Batman movies recently, especially Batman Forever, which is an underrated gem, I will say, and it only makes me want to play Batman Arkham Knight even more. But that being said, guys, I will keep you updated on what I'm playing, who knows where it'll go, and we'll find out next time. Alright, guys. Thank you for sticking with this show. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you come back for the next one. Hopefully the new format speaks to you. With that being said, I'd love to know your thoughts on the discussion piece. Are video games art? Is it a case-by-case -case basis or do you believe, no, it is a blanket statement. It is a art form in and of itself. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And hey, when it comes to the graveyard shift, I would love to know your thoughts on the Yakuza series. Maybe you've got a question you want answered about it. Is it right for you? Maybe you haven't played an MLB game in a while and you're just waiting for the Series X version and you got a question on how good MLB the show has been these last few years. I'd love to answer that for you. You can always email me at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com. And I'm also on Instagram as thegraveyardgamer and on Twitter as thegraveyardg. Both Twitter and Instagram, I try to update daily every other day at least with some new pictures of what I've been playing. You can see a lot of those on Twitter, but I do try to move them to Instagram as well. So with that being said, guys, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.